Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Game time decision continues. I am Gabriel Brenzo. We're throwing it down with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart Lou from Gamblue.com is going to step up and in and uh, join us in a couple of minutes. We'll get into the UFC octagon. It's great to have another fight card to break down. I promise we're going to get into the golf uh, as well. So uh, get your yep. uh, get your pen and paper out. Get your Sharpies uh, out because uh, we'll get into Cam's uh, six-packs, 12-packs. I'm not talking about his stomach. Uh, actually, his stomach no. is a six-pack. He's got a six-pack in his stomach. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'd say closer to a 24, a 2-4, but sure, Gabe, uh, I got no problem with that. Yeah, it is uh, maybe a mini keg, but I do have uh, golf picks personified galore. Hopefully we can uh, nail a winner like our boy Berger last week. It's going to be a great tournament this week. Uh, people love Harbor Town Short course. It's exactly the same scenario, Marenzi. A lot of guys are going to be in play because it's not that 7,900-yard course that we talk about. A lot of guys who just hit it average off the tee, tee to green, it's going to be a great tournament this week. As you see the odds on FanDuel, McElroy, the favorite at 12 to 1. DeChambeau, you hear about, did you hear the story today? Rory McElroy was a slack jawed saying, I can't believe this guy's like smoking me off the tee now. Yeah, well, that's what 35 pounds and five uh, protein shakes a day does when he's crushing 500 push ups as well. Justin Thomas there. I'm not sure about Rom, buddy, but uh, I think Morikawa and Ed Simpson uh, are very, very interesting guys. And Justin Rose played great last week. Well, you know what? A lot of people love John Rom last week, and the dude didn't even end up making a cut. To exactly. Me, to, to me, John Rom's one of these guys. He's overhyped. He's a good player, but the the numbers don't justify the the level of success that he has. He just doesn't win enough, considering he's always one of the top favorites uh, all the time. Rory's twelve to one. Rory didn't play well. Rory was what T thirty two as well last week. So Rory was twelve to one. Uh, is twelve to one this week? It's what he was last week actually too. That's when he ended up closing that. Bryson DeChambeau is now fifteen to one at FanDuel. Fifteen to one. I like him in the top ten. You know, like you said, he's just he's crushing the ball. Can he sink a couple of putts along the way? Justin Thomas. Well, we we you know we kidded last week about him being a jerk and stuff, but. I don't know him. I don't, I don't know if he's a jerk he's or not. Good. Uh, he's, but he's just a, he could be someone to keep her eye on this week. I think he's going to be in the mix uh, this week. I'm with you, though. I like guys that I, I find people in sports, they do this too much. And especially now you have a lot of casual golf bettors. And I see it with people, Cam. They think that the guy that won last week is going to win, like the, the following week. It doesn't work that way. And nope. as you stated, we talked about it earlier in the week. Last week, everybody loved Webb Simpson. He was one of the trendiest pick with all the golf hipsters. Now, suddenly, yep. no one's talking about him at all. You can get him right now. He's actually come down, so someone's been betting him because he's at 23. He was at yep. 30 yesterday. He's 23 exactly. to 1 right now. And if he was yes. so good last week, it's not like he sucks this week suddenly. No, he just, you know what I mean? So now you're getting a little value at Webb Simpson at 23 to 1. 
I love him this week. Somebody smashed him. You said it, Gabe. The line went from 30 to 23. Obviously, somebody with a big, big amount of money said, I'm on Webb Simpson this week. It is the perfect course for him. He always plays well here at Harbortown. Uh, he has got a great track record, and I think he rebounds. I think he rebounds big time. I, I actually have him in my uh, six-pack, buddy. Your boy Morikawa is 27-1. Hideki Matsuyama. I haven't talked much about Hideki uh, lately. 28-1. to Justin Rose. Justin Rose played pretty well, Cam. Love he it. He was 45-1 last week. He's he's 28-1 to uh, this week. Yeah, I like him. And a guy to keep our eye on this week, actually. Speaking of jerks, uh, but we'll break it down on the other side as we welcome radio. Game Time Decisions Radio continues. Level 2. I am Gabriel Renzi. We're throwing it down with Rage and Redhead. That Cam. Stuart, shout out to all of our radio affiliates. Lou from Gamblue.com will join us in a couple of moments. We're going to get into the UFC Octagon, the Apex, Las Vegas. Uh, we've got uh, another UFC card, so we'll give you some picks and some best bets for the UFC. But we're also going to get into the golf, RBC Heritage uh, Golf uh, Tournament. Golf uh, returned with the Charles Schwab very, very successfully. The average 3.1 million viewers. Golf golf is really cashed in uh, the most, actually. If you look at the UFC... The UFC numbers, Cam, are the exact same or sometimes less than they normally are. <laughs> Interesting. They basically That's wild. And it's not I'm not saying that to disparage the UFC, but everybody that likes the UFC already likes the UFC. Like nobody is watching the UFC now. Oh, I started watching this during the pandemic. And like the same people watched it. A couple of people watched it that first night back. And I I even saw people all excited about it. now. I never see them talking about it ever again. Yeah, you know, they sort point. of have the same numbers. Golf, on the other hand, massive numbers, man. I mean, the 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 the, the Tiger Woods and Tom Brady, Peyton Manning stuff with Phil Mickelson. That got like nearly six. That was like six million people. Six it million was. people watching. Even even that boring one with um, with Rory and Ricky and stuff. The Oklahoma State stuff and Dustin Johnson was boring. Even they had like two and a half, three million people watching. The Charles Schwab last week, three point one million people watching. And the thing is, the Charles Schwab was actually entertaining. And, and, and a good point that Cam brought up earlier in the week, and we'll continue this uh, later in the show, 3.1 million and all that excitement with no Tiger Woods. Normally, golf is predicated on Tiger. Tiger, there's excitement about golf right now. You know, golf, um, golf is doing a good job in a pandemic filling a void, and they're taking advantage of it. their numbers. I'm sure their sponsors are happy, put it that way. Like they're getting oh, they're more very numbers happy. now than they normally would get. You know, normally three point one million people aren't watching a Charles Schwab. And it's a perfect sport to bet on from a fantasy perspective, from a gambling perspective, matchup bets. It actually really, really offers itself to gambling. And we had a great finish last week. So I expect more of the same this week, Gabe. It's going to be great. All right. I look forward to Cam's picks. We're going to get uh, lose picks, UFC style. We'll get back to some golf on the other side as well. Gabe Hamilton continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decision continues. I am Gabriel Renzi throwing it down with the Raging Redhead Cam. Stewart, shout out to all of our radio affiliates out there. And don't forget to uh, 
Check us out on uh, the same radio stations you're listening to now in the late night, overnight hours. Scotty Farrell shaking it up. Um, Scotty Farrell on the bench kicking it every night. We follow Scotty Farrell. And then uh, Scott Wetzel uh, steps up in, in, in the uh, in the really uh, the early morning hours, 5 a.m. Uh, Eastern. So uh, check us out on the same radio stations. And, of course, all the information, <laughs> sportsgrid.com. All right, so we're going to get back to the golf. We'll get into some golf uh, picks. I look forward to some uh, some props and some picks uh, from Cam. I think we might have a couple of um, couple of props. I don't know if I can pick the winner. I haven't picked a winner since uh, Jordan Spieth won the uh, the Masters. <laughs> and it's been a long, long, long time. Um, long time. Uh, but we did pick a lot of winners last week in the UFC, but that doesn't matter. Because uh, it's irrelevant. It's all about this week right now. Let's bring in Lou right now. Gamblu.com. Lou steps up and what's up, Lou? Welcome to Game Time Decisions. How you doing, Lou? Happy to be here, guys. Hope all's going well today. It's a, it's always a pleasure. Thank you uh, for joining us. So um, before we get into the picks, actually, uh, Lou, there hasn't been any conflict on the show uh, today. So uh, maybe we should ring the bell. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Uh oh! <laughs> uh oh! All, all kidding aside, he's stirring. He's stirring, Lou. He's stirring. Bring out the ladle. Lou. Now Lou knows. All right, oh boy, right, here we go. I better get the get the boxing uh, gloves. No, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I was going to say though, I threw the poll question out, and listen, it was low hanging fruit. Lou, obviously, everyone's going to say Rob Manfred, right? I'm a talk show host, though. It was a, it was a dumb poll. <laughs> I said, who's the worst commissioner in sports? Everyone was going to vote Rob Manfred. Right. It just it is what it is. And I did get a couple of people saying, where's Dana White on on your list? And he's not really a commissioner. And you said Dana White. But I believe you misunderstood the poll question, actually. And you'd like to clarify that you think Dana White is the best commissioner, not the worst commissioner. Am I correct, Lou? Yeah, what what I first of all, I read your poll the first time, and I voted for Manfred. And then I can't imagine what I was thinking or what I was doing, but I saw it again later, and <laughs> without thinking, I saw we got a couple of Mexican margaritas for lunch, Lou. I, I, <laughs> I stick up for the UFC, and I'm like, well, first of all, why is Dana not regard? You know, I I, it, I feel the UFC should be regarded as a major sport, even though I know it's not. And I, I lapsed. I, I can't explain what happened. And by me putting Dana White uh, in that tweet, uh, at first I had tagged him, meaning I used his Twitter handle. And I thought, oh, well, wait, oh, if everybody oh, sees no. me, if everyone sees no. me calling Dana White the best commissioner in sports and I tag him, they're going to be calling me a big old suck ass. And I didn't want it to go that way. So I, I remember I didn't, I, I just said Dana White. I didn't put the at or his Twitter handle. But my intention was absolutely to make the impression that he has put me to work these last four or five weeks. And he has been tenacious about getting his sport up and running. And for that, I give him nothing but respect and my uh, my my best, quite honestly. And for it to come out, uh, a guy like me that, that really makes a living on the UFC, to become critical of Dana. Now, listen, 
there are times when everyone needs to be criticized. But overall, he's put me to work, and I got nothing but respect for the guy. And I appreciate you letting me get that out there, Gabriel. Well, I'm glad you did, because they're probably listening. And I'm not even kidding. Um, as soon as he saw sports rage and worst commissioner, like, yeah, you know, you're bringing me down. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's going to go this Morancy again. He's going to go this guy. I've like told him like 16 times over the years. Not to. <laughs> no, it's all good. Cause the thing, I had nothing to do with it. I didn't even put Dana White in the question. I had nothing. Like I was correct. But, uh, and all kidding aside, all kidding aside, Lou is on Twitter. The poll questions, you can only put four four options. Uh, so I think the UFC is a major sport. You know, listen, when you're getting $458 million a year from ESPN, you're a major sport. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying I didn't mean it like, oh, I don't think the UFC is a major sport. But on the Twitter poll question, you can only use four. There's only four options. And the UFC is big, but the NHL is bigger. Like the, the four... Because yeah. where where does it stop? Then we get into us. Uh, the PGA a major sport? Yes. Is NASCAR yeah, a major with sport? The numbers. Yes. Right. I mean, exactly. hell, PGA bowling's a major sport, right? I mean, if you but you know, if you I, that, give me that's six, where I was just going. If you give me six months, baseball will be off the list. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well all right, Lou. Lou. Baseball's yeah. out. UFC's in, buddy. That's the way we'll do it for you. That's that's the way we're going. <laughs> that's that's the way we'll roll. Uh, after, but the thing is, too, Dana White's not really the commissioner, he's a promoter. That's another thing, too, right? Like, he's not, he, I hear what you're saying, he runs a league in a sense, but it's not the same, you know, it's not the I same. Totally but you know, I was agree. thinking, of, you're, you're dead right I was thinking, of, yeah, I was thinking about it though, too, guys. He's richer than any commissioner. Like, you would think, like, oh, Dana White's not, like, as powerful as, like, Roger Goodell. Well, whatever, dude. Roger Goodell makes $50 million a year. It's a lot of money. He makes $48 million a year. Dana White makes more than that. Right? And Dana White has already made more. Like, Goodell only recently got this $50 million a year deal. Rob Manford, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, makes $11 million a year. I think Batman makes, I think it might be $15. I don't know. Let me double check. I mean, let me double check that. It might have been eight, actually, with, with Batman. That sounds you know, high. I'll, I'll, I think Batman makes like eight or nine. Single. Yeah, Gary, because I see yeah, uh, Manford gets eleven. I know we know that we know Goodell's making. Uh, we know that Goodell's making forty-eight mil a year. I know that. But nevertheless, like, anyways, like Dana White's got like a lot of freaking money. Now. It's like eight hundred million dollars now or something. Like he's moving in on a, being a billionaire. It's actually pretty crazy. So, as far as successful, yeah, he's more. You could argue he's more successful than these other commissioners if you want to argue finance. But let's get into the fights, Lou. See, no, no fisticuffs, uh, no fisticuffs there with me and Lou. Uh, Lou, Lou wanted to. Uh, he wanted the floor there. Uh, we gave it to him. So let's jump in here and uh, get in. Me and Cam were kidding about uh, Volkov being Drago. And of course, that's what people are going to call this guy, and uh, rightfully so. I was a little surprised by the number here, Lou, uh, to see to see Blades that big of a favorite. I think Blades wins the fight. And I was like, you know what? I want to bet on Blades here. But damn, I see FanDuel minus 410, Lou. Hard to work with that. What do you make of the main event here, buddy? I, I, I make uh, Curtis Blades a substantial favorite. 
Uh, I think the only way, it's a hard bet, no no question. I mean, listen, I track the pinnacle lines, and they're reasonable. They don't come out with these, you know, peanuts lines early. And they open uh, Blades 215, he still goes up to 400. So it's hard to bet Blades. I would say, just to boil it down, I think maybe you look at Blades inside the distance. I think uh, I regard Curtis Blades as a top three heavyweight. He's only been beaten by Nganu. His world-class wrestling skills and the fact he's only 29 and on the improve uh, really sell it for me on top of the fact that he's in the currently the hottest uh, camp in MMA, which is Team Elevation. Uh, I, I just think there's just too many ways for Curtis Blades to win this fight, and there's only one way for Volkov, and that's to tag him, and he doesn't have the power to tag him. Uh, Volkov's past uh, level of competition, yeah, he's, he's what is he, 5-1 and one or so, and he, he got KO'd by Derek Lewis late. Uh, but if you look at uh, Hardy, uh, the Black Beast, uh, uh, Fabricio Verdum, Stefan Struve and Roy Nelson. All those guys together don't have a takedown in almost any fight. Maybe Verdum has one. Uh, he's fighting a completely different kind of animal here. This is a terrible hang in spot there, for Volkov. Hang in there, Lou. We'll hit this on the other side with LouGamblu.com. Pharrell on the bench. I cannot get enough of open mic night at the golf course and the OK Corral and golfers dropping bombs on the course. It's fantastic. It's better than the Bundesliga with all the German cussing I'm hearing. The Sports Grid Network. You're watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Hey, sports fans, Cam Stewart, there's Sports Grid News and betting updates. You want that cap and edge, get on the grid. The MLB and MLBPA have a framework in place to attempt to play a 2020 season, but the union says, hey, it's a little premature and false. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred and MLBPA Executive Director Tony Clark met face-to-face for a second straight day to discuss a plan for playing the season. No deal has been agreed upon, even in principle, but here's the latest proposal. 60 games in 70 days. Season starts July 19th or 20th. Full prorated salaries, expanded playoffs, and 20 and 21 and waiving any potential grievance. LA Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn told reporters that he's open to adding Colin Kaepernick to the team's quarterback depth chart. It would be crazy not to have him on your workout list, Lynn added. Kaepernick hasn't played in the NFL since 2016 and U.S. President Donald Trump said he would even back Colin Kaepernick getting a second shot, quote unquote, if he deserves it. Today, Denver Broncos safety Kareem Jackson testing positive for coronavirus. Vaughn Miller of the Broncos already had it. Former NBA big man Kendrick Perkins continues to rip Kyrie Irving at the Nets. Perkins says Kyrie is a distraction to negotiations and urged him to take action rather than just talk about social reform in the U.S. Perkins also said the BLM movement has taken a back seat why Kyrie has his own proposals to start his own league when the NBA needs to focus on returning to play. We got Rockets coach Mike D'Antoni and Pelicans coach Alvin Gentry have made it clear they want to return to their teams despite COVID-19 warnings for those 65 years and older. The NBA does hold the final decision and it holds the right to prevent coaches from entering the campus at Walt Disney 
Disney World in Orlando. 2019-20 Champion Soccer League will transition straight into the knockout tournament from the quarterfinal stage onwards and run from August 12th to 23rd in Lisbon. Before the four remaining fixtures will take place in the round of 16, they were postponed due to COVID-19. They now take place August 7th and 8th. The Europa League will follow the same format. English Premier Soccer back today. Manchester City smoking Arsenal 3-0. Aston Villa and Sheffield United played to a 0-0 draw. Faulty Technology robbing Sheffield of a winning goal in this one. Copa Italiana, Napoli and Juventus played to a scoreless draw, but Napoli, they get it done winning 4-2 on penalty kicks. Their first title since 2014. WTA and AP, ATP Tennis Tours announced today that they intend to resume their respective seasons in August. The ladies, they'll start at Palermo and Italy on August the 3rd, while the men will return in Washington, D.C. for the City Open August 14th. A UFC middleweight contender, Ronald, Ronaldo Jacare Souza, he's been cleared from coronavirus and returned to training action in the PGA's RBC Heritage. It gets underway tomorrow from picturesque Hilton Head, South Carolina tomorrow. Rory McIlroy, the betting favorite on FanDuel at 12 to 1. I'm Cam Stewart. That's your Sports Grid update. Now back to Gabe Morenci with our guest, Cam Blue. Game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Morenci throwing it down with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart, uh, we've got more um, more Mike Gundy news, actually, and it's not good. Uh-oh. As we told Uh-oh. you the other day, that it won't end well for Mike Gundy when it's all said and done because it's going to start with the T-shirt, but then the people are going to start digging a little bit deeper, and uh, eventually they're going to find stuff, and, oh, boy, it looks like they've found some stuff, but we'll get to that after we uh, finish breaking down a UFC on ESPN 11. With Lou, Gamblue.com. You can find him on Twitter, at Gamblue. So I'm looking right now. Uh, basically, you know, I think Curtis Blades is going to win this fight as well. You know, devastating. Uh, it's, his striking's got much better. His wrestling's great. His ground and pound is devastating. And I think the way to go here, guys, is Curtis Blades by KO, TKO, yeah, minus 140. I don't think this fight's going to go the distance, all right? It's just it's not going to go 25 minutes. And Curtis Blades by submission is 14 to 1 plus 1,400. I I don't think that's going to happen. I think Curtis Blades will stop him. So we'll go with the stoppage uh, here, Lou. Curtis Blades inside the distance uh, via stoppage, minus 140. That's the the way I'm going to approach this. I don't want to puke on myself, Lou, with a parlay. Let's just keep it simple. (laughs) (laughs) I like where you're going with it, Gabe, and I totally agree. I, I think I, I regard Curtis Blades very highly, and uh, I want to give Volkov his due, but I just don't think he's in the same class. All right, so this next fight, actually, this is going to be a fun one. If you look, you look at this card, listen, they're all fun. All these fight cards are fun, but I'm just stating this next fight, as far as really cool fights and fighters that, you know, you look at, man, Josh Emmett, man, guy's 15-2. and two. All he does is go out there and win, uh, but he's not a glamour guy. He's not flashy, and you know what I mean? So he sort of flies under the radar. Shane Burgos, yeah, guy likes to live on the edge, uh, Lou and Cam. Burgos, man, he likes he likes to trash talk. He, seen, you know, he likes to fight. He's one of these guys, New Yorker, likes to fight. Like, he's not like an athlete. He's a fighter. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, but that could hurt him at times. Fun fight here, Lou. Shane Burgos and uh, and Josh Emmett. I'm looking forward to this one. Completely agree. To me, this and this and maybe good and Muhammad uh, set up to be 
uh, a really exciting, the two best fights, at least on the main card. As far as this one's concerned, we got to be aware that Burgos has all the physical advantages. Six years, the younger man, four inches, the taller man, five inches reach advantage, and an inch a leg advantage. Uh, he lands 7.09 strikes a minute, but the key stat to me is that he allows 5.34. Both of those numbers really pretty high compared to Emmett, who lands 3.63 but gives up 3.2. Emmett, uh, an alpha male product, has a great wrestling base. Uh, he, he can strike, and his striking is more developed than Burgos wrestling is, in my opinion. And Emmett's going to be able to hold his own against Burgos on the feet, even though he'll be giving up all that length. Uh, Burgos makes bad decisions and throws himself into the fire often. And to me, I think Emmett comes out and tries to wrestle Burgos early, take some starch out of him, and stand with him late. Uh, Burgos's reckless nature, his lack of defense, uh, lead me to believe as well. Listen to his last three wins. Kurt Hollibaugh, Cub Swanson, Maquan Amir Khani. Hey, nothing wrong. That's, that's decent competition. But compared to who Emmett has been yeah. in with, and yeah, a KO of Michael Johnson, and a TKO of Mirsad Bektik in the first round, uh, I think Beat this Ricardo is a good, good spot for Emmett as a dog. I tell you what, yeah, I, I, I like it as well, too, Lou. I think we got a live dog here, Cam, with Emmett. Burgos is sort of the flashier fighter, uh, but as, as me and Lou explained, he, he fights dangerously. He's high volume. Yeah. Um, he you know, he basically, no, nah, he walks a, like he walks like a tightrope, basically. Like yeah. he's always on the verge of disaster. It's sort of like Tony Ferguson, but he's not as good as Tony Ferguson. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's always like like he leaves his head hanging out. He taunts people, like he and and Emmett is a lunch pail guy, man. Emmett, I like the fight IQ here. Yeah, I, I'm surprised here we're getting plus one sixteen. Uh, you know, I think I think the wrong. I think he can make an argument that the wrong guy uh, is favored, but people like the flash and Burgos, the flashy guy, thirteen and one record. But Emmett, Emmett's been in there with, with against uh, against better fighters. So let's keep the card rolling because we could talk all night about this. So uh, let's roll in. To, uh, we got Pennington and uh, Renault. Uh, you talked about Muhammad and Lyman Goods. We can't get to every fight on the card, uh, Lou. So why don't you take us where you want to go here? Which fight you want to take a look at next? Lyman Good and Bilal Muhammad. Uh, that's a that's a fight just like Emmett and Burgos. Uh, Bilal Muhammad is a grinder. He's going to press. He's going to try and wear Good out by keeping his forehead on Good's chest and taxing Good and making him move backwards. Meanwhile, Good is a big, strong, power-hitting guy. And I got to be honest with you, I go back and forth on this fight. I I went into the handicap liking Good. I came out of it respecting Muhammad. I would just tell everyone to watch this fight. I think it's going to be... It's going to be a fire fight. Uh, as far as looking for a couple of dogs that, that might be live or maybe just uh, a fight where you might get a little bit of advantage, I'm going to take you down to uh, to Pekiota and uh, Barrio, the, the Canadian. Uh, this is an eliminator fight. Here's two guys that have lost their last three. 
uh, Oscar Picciotta, really a striker and, and doesn't have much ground capability. Uh, Marc-Andre Barrio, the Canadian, uh, he can strike, and he's been in there with tough guys, and he, he hasn't won a fight yet. Uh, he's a wrestling-based fighter, and, and I think because of that, I'm going to give him a little edge, and I'm going to lean to Barrio. And then uh, lastly, it's the first fight on the card. Max Ro- uh, Roskoff is a wrestling-based fighter that enters this fight on six days of notice. Uh, he's, he's really a, a, an excellent wrestler. He's going against a guy in Hubbard that's taken all kinds of rap because he got taken down 11 times by Marco Madsen. Let me just tell you something. Marco Madsen takes down Francis Ngannou 11 times in a fight. That's the kind of wrestler he is. And this Roskoff, though he's a wrestler, he's a D1 wrestler at NC State. He isn't Madsen. Hubbard knows what his weakness is. He trains at team elevation. He's coming into this fight knowing what to expect. We know that debuting fighters in undercards in the UFC only win 45% of their fights. And I think Austin Hubbard, if we be real quiet and wait till after the weigh-ins, the number I'm seeing right now is plus 150, 155. He'll be higher than that by the time the fight goes off. I like Austin Hubbard. All right, let's put Hubbard in the cupboard, Cam. Yep. Little Hubbard, yes, Hubbard, in the cupboard. Hubbard in the Hubbard cupboard. Hubbard in the cupboard. I like it. I like plus 154. That. That's, a, that's a good cupboard, Gabe. I like that. Nice. What about your boy, Cam, the carpenter? Although I got to tell you, the, the carpenter, Clay Guida, the, he's lost some tools, Cam. Like they're, you know, like yes, the tool has, belt, yeah. but the carpenter, they used to have like a lot yeah. of tools. Now there's only a couple of tools there. He's got like a hammer. He's got, You're right. He's missing, he used like, to he's be got like Schneider. Driver, yeah, Remember yeah. Schneider from one day at a time? He had a full tool belt. But hey, I, I, I'm, I'm missing my. Uh, I, I got a lot of things here. I need. I need help. Hey, Lou. We love uh, Clay Guida. Gabe and I. When Morenci was doing great interviews uh, uh, with Frank Trigg and stuff, we've uh, seen uh, Clay Guida. That was a long time ago. I'm impressed the Carpenter's still fighting, Lou. But is he worth a shot at two dollars? Uh, exciting guy, but. Uh, to Marenzi's point, uh, there's not enough uh, bulk in the tool belt these days. I mean, this is a really amazing fight. You got a guy in Bobby Green with all the talent in the world, and he never displays it. And then you he got a guy like yeah. Guida, who's a, who's a carpenter that doesn't have very much talent, but all he does is fight with heart and grit and desire. I'd only go Guida in this fight, but it, I, I, there's no way to know what Bobby Green you're going to get. It's a pass. That's the thing, and I know Bobby Green, and I know Clay Guida, both, you know, and Bobby used to be on my show, you know, more than once, and, you know, his brother passed away, it was like, I think he was murdered, actually, like shot, etc. but his brother passed, it affected him pretty good, he wasn't, you know, it wasn't really the same, but, and Lou's right, though, Bobby Green's a type of guy that'll come out, can look great for like a minute and a half, and he's lighting the opponent up. And then he just starts yep. talking smack and not throwing punches anymore. It's like, bro, you're not Floyd Mayweather. You're not up like by six rounds yeah. to none here. <laughs> right? Yep, finish his he job. He doesn't fight. No, but he doesn't fight. Like it, it's like common where he gets in there and it's like, dude, like you have to throw punches, Bob. You can't just talk. And Lou, Lou, Lou broke it down greatly. You got basically it's a classic. You have an overachiever versus an underachiever. Right, you got Clay, who's going to lay yep. his heart out there. I don't know. 
If Bobby Green wants to and he shows up, he's going to light Guida up easily and win an easy decision. Or he could stop him even. Or he could be heartless and lose the fight, right, Lou? It is an interesting fight from that sense. Completely agree, and there's just no way to handicap Bobby Green. I've tried before. I threw my hands up a long time ago. <laughs> Bob, Bobby Green has made Lou tap Bobby out. Green wow. beat me. Bobby yeah, Green Bobby has beat Lou. <laughs> He's got talent, Lou. Don't feel bad. He's got talent. Yeah. Hey, Lou, great, great stuff, buddy. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much for taking the time to be with us. There's Lou, gamblu.com. Thanks, Lou. So, Lou, great stuff. Ooh. I like that. Bobby Green beat me. That was me. great. <laughs> Bobby <laughs> Green beat me. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Renzi kicking it with the Raging Redhead Can Store. Thanks to Lou. Always great kicking it with uh, Lou. Gamblue.com. We look forward to talking hockey uh, with Lou as well. Lou likes to bet. Uh, well, actually, Lou bets on everything. Lou, Lou, yeah. like Lou used to say, oh, no, Gabriel, I, I only bet on I only bet on UFC fighting and a little NFL football. <laughs> and then as you really get to know him, you find out. Yeah. And he bets against the Arizona Diamondbacks. He bets on yeah, WNBA futures. He bets on golf. Yeah. He bets on horses. He bets on college football. Yes, <laughs> Lou. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> We've learned that about like, remember before we're like, oh, Lou's so disciplined and everything. Then we find out he drops. Oh yeah, guys, I I've, I got five hundred dollars on the Phoenix Mercury to win a WNBA. Exactly. Like what? You play WNBA futures? He goes, well, where'd just you a come little. from? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He goes, well, you know a guy in the Mercury organization. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. He goes, I'm friends with the vice president, and you know, I figured I'd support the team. But uh, no, no, I hear what he says. Lou, Lou bets those things, but he doesn't give picks for those things. Yeah, uh, there's a difference. Like he'll bet Big difference. Like today, I bet a German soccer league game today. I didn't tweet it out or anything, and because I always lose, so people are better off not knowing my crappy soccer picks. So, uh, but I ended up winning. It was one of these deals. I bet it, but I didn't recommend uh, other people uh, betting it. All right. So before we get into the golf, and we will in a minute, I promise. Get ready, everybody. Cam's gonna unleash, unleash it, uh, grip it and rip it here. Uh, but it is the anniversary of one of the craziest days. Like it's, it's, it's just, it's interesting because this year, 2020, 2020 really is. And listen, I've been around a long time and there's, there's never really been a year like this in my lifetime. I think they're the only thing that's really an equation to what we're living through now was probably like 1968. And that's just a little before my time, 1968. Yep. Like there's, this really is like a once in a 50 year type of thing. You know, the social movement once every 50 years. Um, you look at um, the pandemic, 
first plague, first full out world plague in over a hundred years. 20, you know, we all know like 2020 is just as strange as it gets, but just put it in context, everybody. Just put it in context, everybody, of everything that happened on this one day from, let's start with this, during the police chase. And this, and nothing's my favorite part of it because two people did get murdered. But something that really sticks out to me the most was the call from A.C. Collins when he said, you know who it is. <laughs> when he's driving, he was driving to four. And I can't help but think of uh, Kramer when he's driving uh, Gettleman. I'm taking him to see his fish. He wants to see his fish. All right, let's uh, let's hear from uh, AC right now. This is this is AC. I have OJ in the car. Okay, where are you? Please, I'm coming up the five freeway. Okay. Right now we all we are okay, but you gotta tell the police to just back off. He's still alive, and he got a gun to his head. He just want to see his mother. Let me get him to the house. Oh, there. Uh, yeah, there it is. There's a crazy, that's just like a little, little moment of just one of the craziest, craziest nights ever. O.J. Simpson's police chase. Arnold Palmer plays uh, in his final U.S. Open, and, and uh, he didn't make the cut, so he was out on, on that Friday campus. <laughs> so he was, yeah, didn't, didn't make it through the week. In old Arnie, yeah, yeah, the old iced tea and lemonade didn't kick in. Uh, U.S. hosts its first uh, World Cup. Crazy that the World Cup started that day. Game five of the 1994 NBA Finals, yep. which was an insane NBA Finals, guys, with the Knicks and the Rockets. Oh, John awesome. Starks missed a million shots. Like, it was nuts. Like, Ewing and Olajuwon were battling. It was nuts. The New York Rangers won the Stanley Cup for the first time in, like, you know, 52 years or whatever the hell it was. Rangers had their Stanley Cup parade. And, oh, yeah, Ken Griffey Jr., Tied the uh, the the record for most home runs hit before June 30th, and it was only June 17th. Just to put it in context, what a crazy day it was on this day in 1994. Um, I was 24 years old, and um, we were just putting together our first homicide record at the time. We were in homicide. Homicide was recently formed. Recently formed, my band Homicide recently formed. And I lived in LA like right before that too, during this OJ stuff. And and somebody, you know, I gotta be honest, I'm not proud of it, but I was younger, you know, I'm 22, 23, whatever at the time and stuff. And I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, right? So I didn't want to believe it was true with OJ at first, right? I'm like, nah, why would OJ do this? Yeah. I'm like, the guy's on TV. He's on NBC every Sunday. He's not like the naked guy. It hurts. I get it. He's a jealous husband, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it hurts. You know, rent a car, running through the airport, jumping over the, uh, yeah. yeah, jumping over the uh, chairs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, he was in a rush. He's running from the cops now, we know. Yeah, so, yeah. good point. Yep. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I didn't want to believe it at first, but. So I'm living in LA at the time and I got a t-shirt and uh, it said, pray for OJ. <laughs> and uh, I thought I was going to say run juice run, but pray for OJ would be <laughs> probably a second or third yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah. So pray for OJ. Like uh, basically I was in like a uh, shopping. I was in like Ralph's grocery store and stuff. And 
just say if looks could kill Cam. It wasn't going over very well. But I didn't no, know. No. I, I, I'm just like yeah. moving my shopping cart and like, like a lot of women, like really dirty looks, bro. Like, and I'm thinking, man, what are you looking at? Like, I'm almost getting attitude. What are yeah. you looking at? Like, I didn't even look at you. What's your problem? You know what I mean? <laughs> and, like, and then I sort of clued in. I heard someone, hey, hey, you know what? Really? You're going to pray for that guy? You know he's guilty. Then people start arguing. Everyone would argue in LA about it everywhere, right? <laughs> I realized I went home. I was like, yeah, I better, better retire this T-shirt. This was like, yes, it was yes. early in the process. <laughs> it was early in the process. Listen, once once you saw the blood and the DNA, it was pretty obvious, Cam, that, you know. Exactly. Yeah, you, you watch a lot of late, I got to tell you, that night, lawyer. Uh, yeah. Oh, I do. And I, I like that guy. But Marcia Clark told him, it's like, dude, don't try to be a Darn hero it. here. If the, if the glove don't fit, we must acquit. And she said, don't let the gloves get into evidence. See, and and they were sitting her there. Too, eh? It wasn't her. It's either. not she her. It's not her. It's the sidekick. It was her sidekick. And another thing is, I don't the know what kind of day it is. Yes. Yeah, the yes. And Kardashian. And another thing is. Uh, Travolta's character there in the People versus OJ. What kind of world are you when you're in a court? Gra- get to grab evidence and try it on and whisper. The gloves are too small. Like there's no, no cameras around and stuff. I'm watching this with Lisa, going, "Are you kidding me? They should have had that that glove under lock and key." The guy's putting it on and nobody says anything about it. It was insane, Moretzi. Anyway, uh, I I don't even know where to begin. Wow, madness. Yeah, yeah, real, real crazy. <laughs> you know, some people yep, think yep. OJ is actually uh, Chloe's dad. <laughs> just, just for the record. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, think I'm so. Saying, but, I don't uh, think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I think no, OJ I think so, did sleep, sleep, sleep with that Chris Jenner chick, which oh. is pretty crazy because yeah, Kardashian, yeah. like. You saw Kardashian's face when OJ was found not guilty. He looked shocked. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, he thought it was over. Were like, he was like, yep. "Oh my god!" He was like, "I can't believe what he go." Oh. All right. So, anyways, let's get into the RBC. So, uh, yeah, that OJ, it really is the trial of the oh. century. It always will be. Quick. Nothing will top oh, yeah, it. Sure. But just the fact that you had five other major events on that day. Arnold Palmer, last U.S. Open. U.S. Uh, hosted its first ever World Cup. Oh, yeah, game five in one of the craziest NBA finals ever. They won seven games with the Rockets and the Knicks. Rangers never win the cup. They won for the first time in like 48 years. Mark Messi guaranteed it. They actually did it. They won. They were going crazy. They're a parade. Ken Griffey Jr., most home runs before uh, June 30th. And on June 17th, 2020, 30 years from now, people will be looking in the history books, looking back on this day, and they'll be saying, Man, that guy, Fat Stacks, picked another winner <laughs> for the RBC Heritage. I Let's got some guys for you, Cam. Bring Let's it make on. history. I, were, I, did, I actually wanted to say you brought up uh, Gundy. Quickly, can you, how's that situation escalated with Mike Gundy? I heard, like, did he go nuts today or something happened too? I got golf picks for you, but what's going on with Mike Gundy? Apparently, things went bad with the apology and all the other stuff I was seeing uh, on Twitter and on the news feeds that uh, it started off kind of like things kind of got a little bit crazy with uh, Mike Gundy in Oklahoma state. There's basically, you know, listen, this is all moving. Uh, this is all moving fast uh, here, but basically 
they've got Mike Gundy using bad, using words. Oh, God. Uh, like yeah, it's documented. Yeah. 1989. We predicted this too. Ni- 1989, Cam. Still, you shouldn't be able. Me and you don't. I don't care. It won't fly. I agree. It won't fly. I don't care if it happened in 1999. If you said bad no, things in 1999, I don't 89. care if it was 79. I, I don't care if it was 79. As a person and a football well, coach, this you, you know what I mean. You can't be doing that. Whether stuff. it's 1989, Sorry. 1999, 2009, or 2019. The players in 2020 are still black on your team. And yes, you're still going to be yes, offended. Yes. <laughs> Whenever Correct. What That's my said. point. I called yep. it that T-shirt. I said it right away. I said this will not end well, and it wasn't about it the won't. T-shirt. I said it won't end well because of I. You just know they're going to start digging, and they're not going to like what they find. Cam, bring it on. What do you got for us, buddy? I got a lot of stuff for you guys this week with the with the RBC Heritage. And let's remember, guys, if you want to sprinkle, you know, McElroy, all these guys could be there. But let me tell you about this course. It's under 7,100 yards. And what does that do? That brings a lot of guys into pressure. The big question mark, Gabe, is Hideki Matsuyama, as you brought up earlier in the show. Nobody knows what he's done. He didn't play last week. So he's kind of an X factor. But when it comes to all the things that you need at this course, he fits the bill. I just can't take him to win because I haven't seen his form and I don't know how his putting is. I don't know how much he worked on his game, but a top 10 or 20 with Hideki makes a lot of sense. So let's go through right now before I uh, go to the the six pack. Here's guys that I like in the top 10, Marenzi, and I think you're going to agree with a lot of these guys. We're going to start things off with Justin Rose. He almost uh, got into the playoff last week. He is 30-1 to to win, but a top 10, he's almost plus 300 on FanDuel. He's plus 290. I think that is a great price for Justin Rose, who totally has the game for this course. Plus 290 looks good to me. Webb Simpson. This is the thing. People are fading Webb Simpson. Some smart uh, sharps really must have hammered it. He went from 30 to 1 to, to 23 to 1. But for a top 10, which I absolutely love for this guy, I think at plus 290, that's a really nice price. So we're going to put Port Simpson in the portfolio at plus 290. Sunjai M, again, he finished in the top 10 last week. Plus 340 for Sunjai M. Top 10, here's some nice numbers for you guys. Kevin Kisner, also one of my dark horse pooches like Berger last week. Plus 470 to uh, top 10, Gabe. And two for you, Jason Kokrak. Kokrak at plus 600, 6 to 1. And Joel Damon, famous for the bucket hat, at plus 650, Gabe. Those are guys that I like for top 10 bets. All right, so if you have to pick one guy, I, I know it's tough, so... Actually, hold that thought. We'll get it on. Uh, we'll get it on the other side. We'll get uh, Cam's yep. final, final locked-in selections. I'll give you a top ten as well. Get on a grid. SportsGrid.com: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, twenty-four-seven, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering: real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, game time decisions continues, and our main man in Miami, Joe Ranieri, of course, of course, played baseball at Oklahoma State, and um, you know, inter- interesting developments uh, with with Mike Gundy. We'll see see if he's able to survive this. We're going to get onto this with sports rates late night, but let's let's get to your golf picks, Cam. I'm sorry, I yep. want to get get to your winners. Let me just throw out one guy. 
I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to take a little uh, Amazing Grace, top 10, plus Ooh, 500. I like that. Love that pick. Yeah. He also plays really, Brandon really well Grace, at this course. Plus 500. Love Top it. 10 plus 500. Some... What do you got for us, Cam? Floor's yours. That's a great pick. Yeah, Brendan Grace has a great track record here. Not also Sprinkle Gabe. He's probably about 60 to 1, too. Here we go. The six pack. I'm reinvesting some dividends from the burger monies last week. I'm going back to Webb Simpson Morency at 23 to 1. Webb Simpson, a lot of people are going to get off the train. I think some gambler smashed him hard at FanDuel for the line to go from 30 to 23 to 1, but that is still a great price for a guy that has a perfect game for Harbor Town. It's a great, great course. Very, very short. This is the right in Webb Simpson's wheelhouse. Sunjai M. How do I not take Sunjai M every week? You just do. Like the sun comes up and like how Morency moves to city to city to city with his light soundboard and hockey bag. Sunjai M will be there to play golf for you at 30 to 1. Justin Rose at 30 to 1. He's a must play. Almost got it done last week. He will be right there. And three value picks for you. Kevin Kisner, I think, could win the tournament. We get him at 43 to 1. Jason Kokrak. Almost there last week in the playoffs, 70 to 1. And watch out for sneaky Joel Damon from Washington State at 70 to 1. Simpson, M, Rose, Kisner, Kokrak, Damon. That's the six pack game. Chug it, buddy. Chug it, crush it. I like it. Chug it and crush it. So, as I said, I'm going to go with Grace. I'm going to go. I'm going to have more golf picks tonight on Sports Rage uh, late night. We'll see if Cam is up. Maybe we can get a couple of late night picks uh, from him because you know he's going to have a full bag. More than a six-pack when it's all said and done. It's going to have a full, full Correct. club, 17, 18 clubs in that golf bag uh, before it's all said and done. <laughs> 20, 24 of them. Uh, <laughs> other than that, you're on your own. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.